Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. I just want to bring up the uh, importance of prayer and how if we are under the mission of any governing authorities that um, we aren't in agreement with, or even our own spouse is just not forgetting to pray for those who are uh, above us. This series, we're studying First Peter, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be looking at First Peter 3, 1 through 12, and I've got some very special guests with me. I have Krissa Rogers, who is the manager, station manager for Faith Radio. I have Rosie Browsen, who is the producer for Afternoons with Bill Arnold, and you actually heard her on the introductory episode as well. And Kim Sanders, who is our brand manager and everything production. Welcome, ladies. Hey. Hi. Hey. We're so happy to be here. Thanks yes. for inviting us. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I'm glad that you said yes, because today we are talking about, like, as I said, 3, 1 through 12, and that is about submission. It's about husbands and wives submitting to each other. And I thought it would be really great to have a kind of a panel discussion about this because Women's relationship, I feel like, with the word submission can get really complicated. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be good for the four of us to just have a conversation about what our experiences with submission is in, you know, in our workplace, in our marriage, and other relationships. And so, um, Carissa, I'd love for you to start because you shared something before we started recording that was really great about kind of understanding what the word submission means. Absolutely. So I was listening to Faith Radio, like I normally well done. do. Yes. <laughs> and Pastor Colin Smith was talking about submission. And at first he talked about it in the home. And then he went on to talk about it in the context of the organization that you work in, the ministry you work in, and how submission is so important. And what it, that word actually means is to sub, to be under the mission. And how oftentimes when individuals that are working at a company, uh, if they don't know what the mission are is, they are often operating under their own mission and they're all different missions within the same organization and how dysfunctional that can be. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you don't operate under the same mission, you don't have unity. And so I just thought that really stood out to me, um, especially as it relates to my role as the station manager of Faith Radio. And that's my heart and desire is for all of us on the team to just always be on the same page in terms of what our mission is. So that's to lead people to Christ, to nurture believers in their spiritual growth. And that is the umbrella in which we operate under. And I love the way that that gets that the way that it frames submission, because I think a lot of times, at least in my experience, submission is almost equaled, equaled subservient mm -hmm. or servant, but in a negative kind of connotation. And like that you don't get a say. Right. Like you just like you're submitted to me and I'm in charge and yes, too bad for you. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think I think there are enough examples of that in the church. And I think mm -hmm. that's what makes particularly women bristle a little bit, because if you take that road, you're almost checking what you know God has spoken into your heart and you're putting that on a table and you sometimes can put your brain on a table. <laughs> like if you follow that route, then really God is not your head. Yeah. 
right? And so that is not what this word is talking about. And I think in context of you have to read this passage in context of all of Peter, right? because he is speaking to unity. He is saying we have something set before us that is greater than what you may want in the moment. And Mm -hmm. that is bringing people to Christ. And if you read further, and often we don't read further, it even says to the husband, if you don't love your Mm -hmm. wives, your prayers aren't going to be heard. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many conditions to the unity that we're called to for the betterment of God's glory. You know, betterment's the wrong word, for the advancement of God's Mm -hmm. glory. Mm -hmm. But the enemy takes this passage out of context all the time. And what does he do? He plugs it right into a woman's pride. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and at then the beginning with the big it. number next to it, it's talking straight to wives. But if you go back even just a couple of verses, it's actually showing that Jesus re- led the way in this. Yeah. He was willing to do this. And I would like to think that on a good day, I'm willing to do what Jesus asks me to do right. and what he's, w- if he's willing to do it, mm-hmm. well, boy, oh boy, I better be willing to do my best to follow his lead. Right. Amen. Right. And isn't it that, I mean, we say you're in a marriage under a covenant of love. Right. And what Jesus did for the church, he loved her to the point of death. So why wouldn't the rest of this passage um, of the first verse says, wives, when you submit by your gentleness, by your kindness, by your love, you bring your husband into greater relationship with Christ. Why would we not want that for the man that we love? Mm -hmm. Right. So it just it's kind of crazy to me how this verse has been hijacked. Yeah. Well, and not only this verse, but every time, like in, even in Ephesians, when it's talking about wives submit to your yes. husbands. And I think you brought up a good point, Rosie, about remembering who Peter was. Yesterday, we were, it was, I had a conversation with Wes Halula, and we, after we stopped recording, oh, like sometimes <laughs> it's just gold when you stop recording and you keep talking. Uh, we talked about Peter, that it was, you know, we were, yesterday we were talking about authority. And having issues with authority. And who had issues with authority? Peter. And so it feels like this whole book, there's this whole letter is Peter kind of preaching to himself. To himself. Well, when do you believe somebody? When they have been tried by the trial they're mm-hmm. talking about, right? Yeah. And yeah, so he Peter, has first person account here. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I don't know who said it. It was quoted on Bill's show, and I'm going to butcher it because I can't think of the person who actually said it. But he said, what's on the opposite of fear, but what you desire? And so what's on the opposite of submission, but this love that you desire? What's on the opposite of anger, this calm that you are seeking this peace? I mean, you can put anything mm-hmm. in that place, that first position, and God wants to unroot, uproot that in you so you can get on the other side, which is the prize. That's so great. And I was thinking about, so full transparency, I was, you know, we got this email from Angela inviting us if we're available to come record this conversation today. I got this email yesterday and I was at home. My husband had just come home from work. And, um, and so I said, Hey, Morgan, what do you think of this? <laughs> and so we had a conversation about submission. And of course he had a couple of funny quips of, you know, well, you know, aren't you just supposed to say what I, you know, <laughs> and he's obviously joking, but I just think about, um, like we were talking about what is the priority for us mm-hmm. as a couple. And even if, Morgan, my husband, is the leader of our home spiritually. We are both following Jesus, and Mm -hmm. we both have to submit to the betterment of our whole family and the oneness that we have spiritually together as a married couple. And that means both of us sometimes have to die to ourselves. Right. And that's what—so it's not like the man is always going to get his way, nor the woman, of course, but that we would both be willing to say, well, if it was just me, I would do it this way, but it's not— And I prioritize 
our happiness and our success living out the mission that God has given us for our family and our and our joy and the exponential amount of love that we can have for one another, for our family, for the world <laughs> by dying to myself sometimes mm-hmm. and saying, I'm going to do it your way and give that a try or we're going to do a combination of our ideas here mm-hmm. to move forward, even though mm, by myself. I want to load the dishwasher a different way. I want to save my money for this or spend my money on oh, that. Okay. I want to so, do yeah, this in my so timeline. <laughs> right? The little to the big. I know. I would do it my own way. And you know what? I had my chance and then I decided to get married, right? <laughs> and then God gave me this wonderful partner. So I might as well <laughs> submit to what God is asking me to do. Not what my partner, but through him sometimes what God mm-hmm. is asking me to do. Yeah, Carissa. That's so good. I, what, I want to know a little bit about each from each of you. We'll start with Carissa. What were, before you got married, you know, as you're going through that premarital counseling time, what, you know, what were the conversations like around the topic of submission? So pre-marriage, we, I don't think that we covered this word all that often. We talked about finances. We talked about kids and desires and, uh, and home life and cities where if we wanted to move out of state or stay where we are living now. So it was uh, very practical. We, um, we had a lot of great conversations um, early on in our marriage about um, just respecting each other's um, past and what we have gone through mm-hmm. and just to help each other out um, to operate under one flesh. And that's, I think, something that's a lifelong learning process in marriage. And I think for me personally, I was independent. I was single for so many years prior to my to meeting my husband that there was times where I would get that Holy Spirit conviction of, oh, I, I just was operating as a single um, in this mm-hmm. uh, setting. And so mm-hmm. I just really am tr- was trying to learn early on and I'm still continuing to learn is to uh, what is my husband's uh, desires in life? What is his preferences? How can I serve him? It's not all about me all the time. Um, and when you have kids, it's the same thing as you have these other humans in your house <laughs> that need that you have to put their needs ahead of your own. Mm. And to me, that's what submission is, is just to um, head into um, to do operate in within marriage and with the family context, knowing that it's not all about me. And mm. that's a hard lesson. That is a hard lesson. So what, hard. what was it like for you, Rosie? Because when you were going through premarital counseling, Neither of you knew Jesus at the time. Mm-mm. So we were, um, we knew of him. He, mm-hmm. We weren't saved, for sure not. And A, that was 28 years ago. So I'm thinking, <laughs> what did we actually talk about? Um, <laughs> well, I maybe, know, I, you know, the dynamics yeah, of your relationship. Yeah, no, and we didn't talk about that. I can guarantee you that was not even on our plate. And now that we're on the other side, that we're reaching more retirement age, my husband is 62 And so now that we're looking at that stage of life, submission looks very different. It's always been, you know, you put the family unit first. And thankfully, though we didn't know the Lord is saved, we did did have knowledge of him. So our values were always on the same page. But actually how that walks out in love looks so much different now on this side of raising kids and on this side of looking at the, the last third of our lives, right? And saying wow, our responsibility as a couple to cover each other's weaknesses, each other's growth areas, if you will, in love, and also represent to the world a couple that dukes it out and comes back to a loving position and covers each other and come back to a loving position. So Mm -hmm. 
the example for others to see is very pressed upon our heart. And it's not that you're living for other people, but we are much more aware of the impact for the kingdom when we live in a godly fashion for each other. Because mm-hmm. you're ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So right. Good. I mean, earlier yeah. in one of the days earlier, we were talking about that we're living stones. Mm-hmm. Right. That and so, yeah. So initially it might have been, you know, you think about your own unit and internally, how are you going to mm-hmm. have this family? And now at this stage of it, we're definitely... What do we do for the kingdom and how do we live that out ourselves mm-hmm. as living stones? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so motivating. I want to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, you know, some years and some fights yeah, in between. Yeah. So I'm, in like, I'm six years in. Yeah. Um, actually, I was thinking about, you were sharing, Carissa, about what Colin Smith said. And our premarital counselor said something very similar to us about being under the mission of Christ in our marriage that I still, it still comes up. I think that the Holy Spirit probably highlights that for me in the times where maybe I'm a little less uh, motivated to do that. Um, But I also think about like just the practical thought pattern that I had and still have to have probably almost daily is like, because we were both independent adults who lived outside of the home. We were, you know, in our mid-20s when we got married, had that chance to not just be living at mom and dad's. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just that we had had an independent season. And Morgan was successful as an adult, right? Like he was able mm-hmm. to keep a job and pay his bills on time and not get evicted from his apartment. And so I have to remind myself, like, his way works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and he is motivated to like be successful as, as a person in, in both the very practical and the spiritual, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he is a good person. He's trustworthy. He's hardworking. Like sometimes I have to be like, I have to remind myself of that, which says more about me than anything else. <laughs> but, but that's just the reality. So I feel like, you know, if you're looking for what, what does that actually look like day to day? Sometimes it's just reminding yourself of the mm-hmm. reality of the, the other person that you share a home with mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and who they, who they are and, and the fact that God brought that person to me. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, um, you know, God okayed our marriage, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's happy with the choices that we made throughout our life independently and then that we decided to come together. And so I trust God ultimately. Mm-hmm. So that makes this idea of, you know, submitting and maybe not always doing it my way or getting my way or not always being fully on board at the beginning. Let's be honest. Right. Mm-hmm. And that can just be following God too, not just in marriage, but just mm-hmm. sometimes God asks you to do something. You're like, right. really? Are you sure? Are you Are sure? You sure? <laughs> Maybe that was just, I had something spicy for lunch and that yeah. I don't, that's not for me today. So I think like the practical step is just reminding yourself to like, because if you're going to be submitted, whether that's to the mission statement at your office, to a partner, to God, you want to be bought in on that. I think like Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to submit to a workplace where you don't believe in what they're doing and you're just there for a paycheck. It's Mm -hmm. a lot harder to submit to a partner who isn't trustworthy. And that maybe we should make that caveat as well. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this is not for somebody who is in a relationship that's abusive. I was just going to say I was going to raise my finger and go, (laughs) I think it's time here to say that God does not love the institution of marriage above your mental health and your physical health. Mm. And so if you are in a position where either of those two things are in decline because of your relationship, then find safe counsel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes emotional abuse can be much more difficult to define, but you you can watch it as you watch your image, who you are as an image bearer of God start to decline. Mm -hmm. And so there's just couple things that I think the church in all of its wisdom and how wonderful it has been 
where the proper this is very far away necessarily from the proper 31 woman yeah right that um sometimes we need to establish our identity in God and know that so assuredly so that you can move into a place of submission for the family with the right heart and the right motive but also be alert that if the wrong motives are in place if there's a deterioration to who you are as a woman of God then it is not a good place to be and to seek counsel and safety. And God's not yeah. asking you to stay no. there and continue to be submitted to right. someone who does not have your best interest and your safety right. in mind. Yep. Because so that's, I think that's not that's how really Jesus loves the church. people right. hear that, that people yeah. hear, mm-hmm. we're not talking about no matter what in any circumstance you stay. If you're in a situation that you know is unhealthy, and I think sometimes you're the only one that can know that, mm-hmm. that we encourage you to get help. And to that point, I was thinking about... Um, the, the conversations that Todd and I were having before we got married. And I had a very 1950s view of marriage and what submission looked like and was prepared to do that going into married marriage. And Todd was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. See, and that's a great sign. Yes. Yeah. That's but he's not expecting that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he wanted a partnership. He mm-hmm. was like, I'm not going to be like the lone wolf. Like this is we're coming into a partnership and so I think I've spent probably the last 21 years, well, if I'm honest, vacillating between like wanting to submit, but really it's because I don't want the responsibility and then trying <laughs> yeah, to like exercise right. my agency over him. So, you know, it's a joy to be married to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it's really important to think about what your relationship with submission is mm-hmm. and to have those conversations ahead of time if you're, you know, heading toward marriage or even in a work relationship. Mm -hmm. I I think you guys made a good point about, you know, if you have trouble with the mission of the organization that you're working for, then that it's going to be hard to submit. It's going to be hard to get on board with what they're doing and what's happening. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think the secret sauce of first Peter, as well as Ephesians, when Paul is talking about it, it is about unity. It's about unity of the body of Christ for the advancement of the kingdom. And so everything we're doing is pointing to God. So we have to have the glory of God in mind. Like Jesus put that cross into the hole and climbed up on it because he knew what he was dying for, right? And Mm -hmm. so I feel like often it's important to know the motivation of why you're submitting at your place of employment in your home. You know, what are you submitting for? And if it's for the advancement of God, then the Holy Spirit's going to give you the strength to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a powerful image to think. I mean, that's Jesus sub under the mission of what God had. And God's mission for Jesus was to sacrifice himself. And and he did that. Mm -hmm. And to think about all of the good that came from that, Mm -hmm. all that he accomplished Mm -hmm. through that suffering. And I, you know, in this letter, Peter is talking about suffering a lot. Yeah. And, you know, to sub to come under can feel painful and feel like Mm -hmm. suffering, but it might be. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that it probably is that because God has a, has a purpose for it, mm-hmm. has a purpose for the suffering, has a purpose for you being sub mission mm-hmm. under either the organization or in a relationship. And what's coming under authority? What's, what's really like, what did Peter struggle with? It's what's coming under authority is pride and self-interest, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. when he's talking in, uh, the chapter one and chapter two, and then on chapter four as well, what he's talking about is you're going to be mad. People are going to say things mean (laughs) about you. It's going to be unfair. And I am asking you to turn the other cheek and act this way instead. So what is under your thumb, Mm. but your pride? 
mm-hmm. right? And the mm-hmm. fairness, the unfairness of the world that you want to speak up against, mm-hmm. right? It's, he's saying there's a better way to do it. And mm-hmm. he, you know, because he's Peter, to your point, you know, is speaking from experience. Yeah, yes. there's like a refining process that's happening mm-hmm. when you are willing to not just seek your own interests. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah. So is there anything about the word submission or from this section of scripture that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that we that we mention? I just want to bring up the um, importance of prayer and how if we are under the mission of any governing authorities that... Um, we aren't in agreement with, or even our own spouse is just not forgetting to pray for those who are uh, above us mm-hmm. and those who are so leading good. us and those who is are... Is that because you're a leader? Are you hoping uh, that we're praying for you, Carissa? Because we are. She's a prayer yeah, I warrior. Need prayer. Yeah. Yeah. I need prayer, but everybody has a boss. I have a boss yes. too that yes. I yes. submit yes. to. So I just, I think it's been powerful. And in my own marriage, I can just share a quick example Early on in our marriage, we weren't on the same page in regards to what church we were going to be plugged Mm -hmm. into. And that was very hard. And my husband and I, it was just such a hard season. We were torn. We were in different communities. And I knew that that, you know, that wasn't healthy. And at the same time, I trusted my husband's leadership. I trusted that he knew what was best for our family and that um, I also just prayed Uh, just continually that God would lead him Mm -hmm. in that decision. Mm -hmm. And that even though the outcome, the outcome actually worked in my favor, um, but at the same time, (laughs) I was, I know that that's now always the case, but it was just amazing to see how God worked in that situation. And he brought us to this on the same page. Yeah. And I think it was Mm -hmm. through the power of prayer that I was able to recognize it Mm -hmm. because that's God's heart is to, to get us on that on the same page especially within marriage Mm -hmm. and so i just i know that that was something that was powerful during that season is just praying i know there's you know we're coming up on election season and how can we pray uh for our leader Mm -hmm. if it's not the person we voted for Mm -hmm. i just think there's a lot of areas of submission that could use a lot of prayer around it Mm -hmm. i think too when you consider prayer you are you are asking heaven to come into your situation. So it's no mm-hmm. longer Rosie fighting, you know, for what she wants within her marriage and Gary, like trying to change Gary's mind, right? It's right. it's not doing that. What you're saying is, I understand that I need help and I need heavenly help. And mm-hmm. I invite that because it this is beyond me. So it's a submission to the cross as well. But you are invoking heaven mm-hmm. when you pray into your situation. And so if the enemy is at work, if there is something that is not right and things need to be rooted out. So let's face it, all of our relationships, the enemy loves to like mess around in there, mm-hmm. right? This is not, not anything that we shouldn't be talking about. So you are invoking heaven to come in mm-hmm. and say, I need help seeing what heaven has for me, because God has a best for you. You are a citizen of heaven in your marriage. He has a best for you, and it is the way that heaven works, and you need those heavenly armies to come in and assist to get you on the same page, to put you back in alignment. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, you're not by yourself when you pray. Plus, I think, let's be honest, sometimes when you are struggling and you're going back and forth and you're not finding a resolution, it can be really easy. Maybe this is just me. (laughs) uh, It can be really easy to all of a sudden be just so frustrated with the other person. And suddenly this person that you love and find so precious to you, every thought of them is just like, oh my gosh, I just, (laughs) right? And when you pray for somebody, 
obviously your spouse shouldn't be your enemy, but it has the same element, mm-hmm. right? Like if you've mm-hmm. ever had to pray for an enemy, oh my goodness, is that a hard heart work? Right. But there is there's something that heals in the situation, even just saying, okay, I'm really mad at this person. And they said some stuff that I was not happy with last night. But I want what's best for them mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. So would you bless them? Would you guide them? Would you lead them? Suddenly it's like something happens in your brain and your heart. Yeah. And all of a sudden, even just that can be helpful in bringing you back together. Mm. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. You're, you've shared vulnerably about your relationships. And I think when we do that and people can hear other people's stories and see themselves in other people's stories, they can know that they're not alone. And that God is still at work and that there's hope. There's hope in the situation because God is in it. God can mm-hmm. be in it Amen. if you invite him into mm-hmm. it. So thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation about First Peter 3, 1 through 12. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we will see you next time. If you're listening to this live, it's going to be a couple days before the next one comes out. But the next time we'll see you, we will be talking the reading about the Bible Together 3, podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com. <laughs>